Welcome to the Imaginal Space Podcast. I am your host, Catherine Perry, and today we are going to be trying something a little different, but not so different, but also very different at the same time. So let me give you a little bit of a background story. So I would say that I have been exploring my own medicine probably at least for like several years now. And when you do that, you go, you meet so many profound teachers along the way. You explore so many different languages. You know, I feel like I've talked about this on this podcast before. I started out by taking a look at the chakra system. And then I was, uh, I don't remember the exact order, but then I was probably introduced to tarot at around the same time. And then after that, I kind of learned a little bit about astrology, and then I learned a little bit more about numerology, and then I found out, ooh, I, you know, I really like what astrology has to offer here and in these respects. Um, and there are there are tons of other, um, I would say, languages in between that I'm missing here, but we'll keep it to those just for the sake of simplicity and to keep this, you know, ra- at least a little bit... Um, I feel like I could talk about that for ages. So to keep it, you know, a little short, but or shorter than it could be if I actually walked you through literally everything that I did explore. Anyway, I found that there just comes a point where, oh, auras, auras, aura colors. You know, I originally learned or I originally was introduced to aura colors from a very profound healer. Um, I had an, incre- an incredible experience with her. And, you know, because I found so much truth in that, you know, which actually is something that we're going to talk about today, I really gravitated and I was really, really inspired by her because she has a very, not a very different interpretation of the aura, but um, I would say something that's a little bit less traditional. Let's just say that. So, you know, when I was introduced to the aura by her, You know, I was really, really inspired not only, you know, by the reading I received and the healing I received, but also her relationship to the aura. And that is what inspired, you know, my own introduction to Aura Color series as I came to, you know, understand the Aura Colors for myself and kind of, you know, branched out and, you know, really discovered my own medicine, you know, with respect to the auras. So over the past couple of weeks... I was really just, you know, sitting with myself and really just pondering, you know, what is my own medicine? You know, because I think there does come, there comes a time where it's so much fun to explore everything that is available to you. You know, Um, this world is incredibly connected in some ways and disconnected in others, but let's focus on the connected part. It is incredibly connected in the sense that You know, we can all share our offerings over the internet. You know, that's how you're listening to this podcast right now. Um, You can share, you know, your art or your medicine on platforms such as Instagram or Twitter. I mean, I don't use Twitter, but that's just another one or Facebook or something like that. 
Um, there's so many ways, you know, in which you can share yourself. So there's so many opportunities to learn as well. Um, and that's one of the benefits of the interconnectivity that we've been experiencing, you know, since like the late 90s, early 2000s, or probably even more recently, you know, as social media has grown. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is it's so easy to share information. And so it's so easy to receive information. And I would say, I mean, probably actually starting like a couple months ago, I was really focusing and honing in on making sure that I was receiving quality information, you know, versus like a large quantity of information. Because when I started out, I was trying to receive everything. I was like, oh my God, I want to learn about astrology and I want to learn about tarot and I want to learn about numerology. You know, I want to learn about all of these different languages and different healing modalities. And then a couple of weeks ago, I was like, you know, what really belongs to me? And that's what I was really focusing on because, I mean, I love um, the aura, which I'm going to get to in a second, you know, but at the end of the day, some the original interpretations of the aura colors that I learned, those belong to someone else. You know, they channeled that. You know, her story is rather fascinating and it really, it echoes what inspired me so much about her. You know, she could see aura colors from like a very young age. Um, I've only been able to, you know, start really seeing them on a consistent basis recently. And from that, you know, she really paid attention to her own surroundings and decoded this language for herself. You know, her interpretation of the aura colors is her own medicine. You know, that is something that, you know, she didn't read it in a book. She learned it directly from spirit. You know, she really channeled it. Um, and that channeled relationship is what, you know, why I gravitated towards her so much and why I really deeply admired her because everything that she was, you know, using to heal or teach or et cetera, it was 100% authentic. It was very vulnerable and it is very much hers. So I was really sitting and I was like, hmm, you know, that's not necessary. Even though I've come to find my own relationship with the aura and my own relationship with the aura colors, which again, we're going to get to in a second. I was like, you know, that doesn't feel, it hasn't always been mine. Like I feel so comfortable talking about the aura. I love it. You know, it's very, um, it energizes me. I, there's so much more to explore, but I was like, Hmm, you know, I was just like curious, like, what is it that's like always been with me, you know? Like what's always been with me from like, and this is where um, sometimes we look at, or it's like a practice now to like, look at what did we really enjoy as children? You know, what we were like, what were we like as children? Because that is sometimes where a lot of our natural medicine can be revealed. And I was like, well, okay, back to basics. I've always loved writing. I always, you know, I've had like a very long, interest, interesting, intricate journey with my voice as well. Um, but something I've always loved is just writing. And that kind of falls under this like umbrella of communication. And then I was like, well, you know, and that combined with, okay, so here's the thing about like receiving readings and going to healers. They're just mirrors. You know, I feel like you've probably heard something like that um, along those lines before, but they are just incredibly powerful mirrors, you know, and they reflect, you know, different dimensions of you 
in their own language, in their own medicine. So you, when I sat with my, um, when I sat down for a medicine reading with the woman that reads auras, she was just reflecting what was already in me in her language of color. And my other favorite, I would say, healer reader, she's also a shamanic practitioner. Um, she reflected, you know, what was already within me in the language of animals and animal allies and plant allies. And let me preface this because I'm probably, um, shamanism has had a huge impact, you know, in my life, but with, I want to, you know, have everybody pay a special attention to it's important to, you know, not just run around and call ourselves shamans or anything like that, just because, you know, we really want to honor the practice, you know, honor the lineage, honor, give, you know, shamanism the honor and respect it deserves. So shamanism has greatly impacted my life. Some of my greatest healers and teachers have been shamans. I'm not a shaman um, or anything like that. So just like keep that in mind as you listen to the rest of this podcast. But I would say that those who have studied and practiced shamanism have had a great impact on me. And what's interesting about that is, again, remember, um, because this is also where it gets interesting. I, and again, like take everything with like a grain of salt, you know, do your own investigations, you know, really feel out what feels true to you. Um, But in one of my first readings ever, Um, I got like this Akashic Records reading. It was a lot of fun. And I learned that I had like a past life as a shaman. Um, But again, it's sometimes like we need to be like aware of how, you know, we use the language of like past and parallel lives because just because, you know, a reader told me I had a past life as a shaman does not mean I'm a shaman now. You know what I mean? Um, But I find I do love that um, synchronicity because I do find so much love and so much expansion and so much healing from shamanism. So I'm like, oh, you know what could be my past life as a shaman? I don't really know. Um, But again, the practice deserves a lot of honor and a lot of respect. So let's just, you know, continue that, um, continue to hold space for that honor and respect as we explore this space here. Um, Anyway, So yeah, just that little um, synchronicity, but yes. So one of my favorite mirrors, one of my favorite healings was when I was introduced to my um, spirit animal allies. And so again, you can, language is so powerful. You know, there are so, and when I say language, I mean, there are so many different ways to describe the spirit. Again, you can describe the spirit by aura color. You can describe, you know, your spirit by what was happening in the sky, you know, when you were born or by numbers. Um, You know, there's all this different stuff, but I found the I felt the most seen, you know, when I felt like all the dimensions, so many more of the dimensions of my spirit were seen through this language of shamanism and through through this language of, you know, spirit animal allies. Again, aura colors was great, which is why, like, I think that's also, I felt very seen just in a different way, but this was like a depth to which I was like, wow, you know, I was so amazed, you know, um, that this beautiful, you know, woman shamanic practitioner could see so much about me in detail by, you know, just, kind of getting in touch with my spirit allies, animal allies, and, you know, sharing more about their medicine. And I was like, so, okay, so it's worth mentioning. I've done, 
Ooh. Yeah. Three. Three. Yes. Okay. Three separate healings um, with this woman. And she introduced me to a bunch of different um, spirit allies. But what the point of all of this is that, okay, so, okay, yeah. So first, um, the very first reading we ever did together, she introduced me to my main allies. And these are the ones that are like, they're with me for life. They've shown up. um, Either one or both of them have shown up on every other journey, every other um, shamanic journey she's ever done for me. And um, so the first two I met, Badger and Jaguar, you're going to learn about Badger today. Um, They speak to my soul's disposition. So Badger is very much, you know, the divine masculine within me, whereas, whereas Jaguar is the divine feminine. Um, and so those speak a lot to my spirit. And so winding all the way back to when I was talking about, you know, returning to my natural medicine, I realized that I have received the most healing, the most natural healing, um, love, expansion, connectedness when I am connected to my animal spirit allies. So even and I had to discern between the two because I was like, you know, I I learned a lot from her. I learned how to, you know, journey, you know, through her. And again, not a shaman, so I can't journey for anybody else or anything. Um, but it's very cool and interesting just to learn how to practice, you know, this on your own, be your own channel, be your own healer, etc. Um, where was I going with that though? Do, 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 do. Oh yes. Okay, so. Oh, did I lose it again? Not a big deal. Um, so yes, so she went on three separate journeys for me. Oh yes, natural medicine. Um, so, and this is where you like you need some discernment. So I felt the most seen through my animal allies, but again, not a shaman, not meant to journey on behalf of anybody else. Um, or, or, you know, I don't know, you know, you, you always remain open, but that's not necessarily something I feel connected to at this moment. Um, I'm not necessarily meant to teach about this, you know, kind of stuff because I don't have, you know, the background or the knowledge or anything like that. But I was like, wow, I do feel the most seen. So like, let's start there. Um, and that's when I realized, you know, I really want this space to really be focused on what I know. I know my, I call them all as a collective, my spirit family, you know, all I would say, say, what am I talking about? Eight, Um, all eight of, you know, those spirit allies in total. I refer to them as my spirit family. And again, brought me the most love, empathy, compassion, patience, you know, everything that I'm just looking, that's because that's the point, right? Anytime, I've, you know, looked at a language, whether it was astrology, numerology, tarot, um, even like essential oils, crystals, you know, those are all kind of like languages, you know, in their own respect. Anytime I've looked into a language, the whole point is to bring more love, open up to more love, unconditional love, God, source, spirit in your life. And I did write this little post on my blog about what spirit allies are and like spirit guides and everything like that. Um, so let me just clarify that for a second. Everything in my in my practice, in my understanding, everything is creation. Okay, so um, badger, jaguar, because those are the ones that I've mentioned, those are just different dimensions of spirit. You know, those are spirit, that is God, that is creation, that is unconditional love translated into a specific medicine and a specific, you know, 
language of love, basically, that I need, you know, that I so that I can receive and so that I can understand, you know. So I like to imagine that basically God is just translated into infinite different dimensions, you know, because there are not only animal allies out there, but there's angels that people connect to um, other extra dimensional beings. Like some people like to channel the aliens and other extraterrestrials. Some people really feel connected to their ancestors. Um, You know, there's all kinds of spirit guides out there. The spirit world is incredibly vast, but the way that I understand the spirit world is it's all different dimensions of spirit that we can all tap into at any given time. And it's not necessarily which dimension you tap into. It's what brings you the most love, what really opens you up. And so for me, I noticed, well, wow, you know, there's something very special about aura color again, which I'm going to get to in a second. Um, But there's something very deep, deeply special that I kind of can't even explain that I felt when I connected to all of my animal spirit allies, you know? Um, So in a nutshell, what I wanted to do, what I'm like experimenting with now is introducing you to all of them, you know, because I feel like I've mentioned them, you know, in passing before, but I've never really given them a space. I've never really talked about them. And, you know, I feel like a part of that was like my own hangups at first, you know, because I feel like anytime you expand, you're kind of expanding into something outside of your comfort zone. You know, if you told me that I would like have a podcast and have a space where I talk about my animal spirit allies and like different dimensions and extra dimensional beings and, you know, all that stuff, like, I don't know, a couple years ago, even several years ago, no way I would have been like, well, who is she? What happened to her? Um, who hit her over the head? You know, um, it would just be something that, you know, just didn't sound like me. Um, But what I've been really fortunate to experience is, you know, especially during this time, you know, during the pandemic, you know, though, you know, it's been very, you know, it hasn't been easy. Uh, None of this has been easy. I have been fortunate enough to have the time to really reconnect to myself. And a part of that has been grounding my uh, myself in my most natural medicine. So, again, Badger and Jaguar mostly speak to the medicine um, that is most like it's like. Again, it speaks to like my soul's disposition. And there's like a difference because that was the first journey, just meeting my main spirit allies. My second journey, um, I actually just asked because I've, you know how there's just things you just know. So I've always known that I want to be a mom. I've always wanted to be a parent. I've always wanted to have children. So that was my second journey. I was like, you know, I was so curious. I was also just curious about, there are no limits, but I was like so curious about like, who can you meet, you know, in the spirit world, you know? Um, so I really want to expand and get out of my comfort zone with my question. And so I met Stork, um, Mother Cat, which is me, and then my three spirit kittens, which are like my future potential children, you know, but um, that's something I'll talk about like in a couple, several more episodes um, down the way. And then I did a third journey to learn a, a little bit more about like career um, because I was feeling very stuck, you know, it's like a great, again, that's why I love these things. Like if you have the means to, you know, engage and to like share space, um, they can be incredibly helpful to just like take you out of your own mindset, you know, just like expand beyond what you know. And that's when I met Hummingbird. Um, so I believe I've mentioned them all at least once. Um, so they are a little bit different in the medicine that they provide, 
So I'm going to do a deep dive into every single one, and I'm really excited about it. Um, just to also learn more about them in my own language. So that comes. So that's like parts one, two, three, four, five. I don't even know by now. Um, but the second half of this is, I was like, hmm. Well, yes, my what? What's so? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Okay, so oh, that makes it interesting. So we all have. You know, honestly, I feel like we all probably have like infinite spirit guides, you know, out there. Um, and again, it really just depends on what you click with, because I had um, like I, I mentioned the Akashic Record reading, the one where I mentioned that I was like a shaman in a past life. OK, that one was really cool. Right. So um, that in that one, I also learned about a couple of other spirit guides, you know, and those were cool. Those were very um aligned with like the chakra system, um, just in terms of their medicine, but I did not feel nearly as connected to them as I do my animal allies. And so that's also just like worth paying attention to, you know, when someone, if anybody does like read your energy in any, you know, form or capacity, pay attention to, you know, how much of this feels true to me, you know, that's very important. Um, but what's also interesting is, so there's not only, all of the spirit allies um, and like guides out there, but there's also how you communicate with them, you know, um, which is something that I was, that just like kind of floated through my consciousness, you know, as I was looking at my journal there. Um, there are so many different ways, you know? So like, okay, for example, my shamanic practitioner, she went on a shamanic journey, you know, to communicate with my, uh, and to connect with my animal allies, you know, depending on, you know, what the focus of the journey was, you know, that was her way, you know, some people just channel them, you know, they're like very, very conscious, you know, very awake as much as I am, you know, talking to you right now. Um, and that's how they communicate with them. Other people, right. I don't even know, you know, cause I don't really know what other people do or other people see them, you know, other people really just see them. They talk to them, you know, um, I've never been that quite of a visual person, um, so I don't quite know, you know, what that's like. Um, my partner's very visual, though, and like exploring that with him has been rather fun. Um, just to like be like, oh, my gosh, like, what do you see over there? You know, um, I won't go too, you know, off, you know, in like a tangent. Um, but what just hit me was, you know, the aura is like my way of communicating with them, you know. So it's kind of like you've got a couple of things here. You've got you. You know, there's you, what matters is you and the language that really responds to you. So that could be aura colors, you know, that could be astrology, you know, that could be numerology, that could be anything, you know, so there's you um, and like what really resonates with you, you know, what do you really respond to? What do you really feel, you know, because or like, what do you see? I, I'm a big feeler. So I'm probably going to say feel and know and hear because those are my most natural you know, ways of receiving creation and of observing creation. You know, I feel like when I know truth, I feel it. Or that's like a, that's a really good way of saying it. Um, how do you like understand or observe truth? Do you feel it? Do you just know it? Um, do you hear it? So those are my three. Um, sometimes I see it, you know, hence like the aura colors, um, but not as strongly. Um, some people smell it. Um, some people dream it. I'm really connected to my dreams. I really enjoy, you know, developing my own dream practice. The possibilities are quite literally endless. Um, but then that comes to, that's like this. And then there's like the bridge, you know, there's 
there's you and whatever resonates, you know, deeply with you in your own heart and, you know, like how you connect to truth and how you connect to unconditional love, creation, et cetera. Then there's how do you communicate in your own way? And so what I realized, you know, just now is the aura is like my own communication device, you know? So um, the auras and the archetypes, so, or auras. So the way that I understand the aura, which is definitely worth mentioning because I realize, you know, I say aura a lot, um, but it's not, ooh, I should change that. That's a good idea. I don't have my phone here. Hmm. Okay, well, I can write that down later. No problem. Um, anyway, ooh. Okay, I'm going to pause this. I just like, sometimes I have to write stuff down. Okay, perfect. So what I was about to touch upon is my understand. I also came to realize my understanding of the aura ever since I started exploring it is so far gone <laughs> from the original um, definition of the aura. And that's what happens. You know, that's what happens when you begin, you know, just really channeling your relationships and channeling information for yourself. So, um, so I understood the aura before as like an energetic body, you know, around you or around an object or a place, you know, just energy. Right. And we, you know, we, we exchange energy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's where it started, you know, like those memes, like, you know, where it started, how it's going. Um, but probably quite not, uh, not really like that. Um, I've been off social media for a while, so I don't really I'm like, Hmm, do I really know what that meme means? Anyway, um, that's where it started though, just as a simple understanding as like the energetic field, you know, around a person, an object, a place, an entity, etc. Um, and now it's kind of the same, but not really, because for me, the way that I under, so I understand all animal allies, spirit allies as energy, and they're like around and within me simultaneously, you know? So the way that I would look at the aura is, you know, most simply translated in my language is it's just my spirit family, you know, because they are around me, you know, energetically and they are within me energetically. Um, so it's not that long winded, but yeah, whenever I say the word aura, I am referring to, you know, the way that I kind of communicate with them. It's just don't think too deeply into it um, because it's just, it's not the traditional um, definition uh, that you would expect when you're talking about the aura. Um, but that is what I mean. And it, it gets like, it's weird because like, I just like know, like I understand how it works, but like putting it into words is a little strange. Um, so like, for example, Hopefully during this episode, if I keep this like huh, short enough, um, I'm going to be talking about badger and exploring badger's medicine, but also through the aura. This is where it gets interesting because we have the totality of creation within us, right? You know, we are quantum beings, you know? So I have badger. I have, so it's kind of like we all exist within and without each, and within and outside of each other. You know, so badger and jaguar exist within me. I exist within them in some capacity. Um, and they exist within each other. Huh? Okay. Um, yeah. So it, it's because we can all observe each other. We're all just, you know, different dimensions, expressions of creation, observing one another um, inside and outside of each other. Basically, all you need to know is that we are quantum beings. So all of this like craziness that I was just talking about, it just works. Um, but don't overthink it. 
So I believe that is, I feel like that like sets the stage enough. Um, But what I wanted to do, you know, the longer the short of it is, it's so important to pay attention to, you know, how do you, again, how do you most naturally receive like love, you know, connection and expansion? You know, what really brings you um, to new forms of love, you know, that you aren't necessarily used to, that's what's important. So if astrology is the vehicle that does that for you, great. And so here's the thing, you know, you don't have to like develop, you can develop your own language or not, you know, like I know, like when I was like learning about astrology, I really enjoyed, um, this person, Jeff's podcast because he just completely channeled, you know, his understanding of astrology. Um, same with like, um, Lindsay, when I was learning about tarot, she completely like channeled her understanding of the tarot, you know, that's the relationship I was looking for. I was like, you know, what is it that I can really, you know, connect to and like how, and, you know, um, and that number one, again, returning to what is naturally mine, um, but not disregarding everything that I've learned along the way, because everything that I, what I really noticed by the way, about every single language is that they're all like archetypal, you know, you can all kind of view them in like an archetypal way. So like the chakras, you know, very much connected to archetypes. Um, so is tarot, you know, so is astrology. Um, and so are the aura colors in a way too. And so I found that, you know, learning about, because I do, you know, naturally see um, aura colors, that was just like another beautiful visual dimension to add on to my practice. But I was like, you know, I really want to like take some time, really return to my roots um, and kind of just like get back to what's most natural to me. So, all right, before we dive into Badger, I still like to open every single podcast episode because they're technically... Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Um, Again, again, with the whole thing about like quantum beings, everybody's a quantum being. We're all observing one another. So there's a dimension of all of us within each other, which is really cool. Um, So we're basically going to do like a medicine. Oh, that's another thing. So I was like playing around with, you know, again, what does aura really mean to me? Um, because the aura means one thing to me, I, it does not mean the same thing. What I have a very now personal relationship with how I understand the aura. Um, because here's the other beautiful thing too, you know, I when I can, so I was playing around with this um, with my partner a bit, um, just about like aura and perspective. Um, so for example, when I look at the aura of like our relationship, and I say our relationship with like emphasis. Um, because you never you never want to read anybody without their permission, you know? That just feels like a little strange to me. Um, but that just depends, you know? That just, you know, it all depends on, like, what you're comfortable with. Um, so I read auras of, like, relationships a lot. Like, what is my relationship to this person? And so when I'm looking at that, basically it's just, like, you know, a little line of wisdom, a dimension of wisdom from every single one of my spirit allies, you know, just kind of, like, you know, weighing in you know, on like the gifts and the love and the beauty that this relationship has, you know, to bring, you know? Um, and you can do that from your perspective, your partner's perspective, et cetera. Okay. Um, I feel like that's all you need to know. So yes, the way that I like to um, begin every single podcast episode is just with a couple of moments of silence. You know, I like to call in, you know, either all my spirit allies, maybe one, maybe two, I don't really, you know, really just depends um, to guide me through the exploration of the aura 
Um, you can do whatever you like. You know, if <laughs> none of this is for you, you're probably not listening to this by now. Um, but what you basically can do is just take a moment of silence for yourself, you know, set your intention, because that's the beautiful part about the way that um, I would say I understand the aura is everything. It has like this layer of archetypal energy. And the beautiful thing about archetypes is that, you know, I understand it in the way that we all have all 78 archetypes within us. Okay. So I have the starborn within me and so do you, you know, and they are such huge space holders. They're such big energies. You know, they're like the big energies of the universe. Um, basically, you know, creation, unconditional love, God translated in 78 different ways. Um, so they can like hold so much love and so much medicine for me and for you, you know? Um, so yeah, use the space to set your intention, call in whatever you want to call in, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then we will start with Badger. All right, let's get started. So the first archetype that showed up for Badger, I was not surprised whatsoever, was Aletheia, and that is truth. So if you've never listened to this podcast before, um, there are 78 cards in the archetypes deck, and then eight of them are initiations, and this is one of them. And again, Aletheia is all about truth. And so Badger is... Badger's such a fun spirit ally to have. Again, uh, he represents more like my masculine side. Um, so Badger's all about communication. Badger's a lot about storytelling. Um, and that does really tie into the initiation. For me personally, the personal activation here is really connecting to your truth and expressing your truth. That's like part one. Um, because like I mentioned briefly, I went through like a kind of like a little journey there with you know, really developing my voice and like finding, you know, what is it that I do want to use my voice for, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that was really, really powerful and very healing for me. Um, but that's a lot of what Badger is. And here's the thing, you know, the beautiful thing about truth is, again, it can be translated kind of like what to I was alluding, you know, before, you know, so maybe Badger's just been guiding us here all along. There are a lot of different ways to communicate truth. You know, so there's a reason why, you know, at one point astrology really resonated and then, you know, tarot really resonated um, at another point, numerology, et cetera. And it's because they were all true, you know, in a special way. You know, I'm very much a Leo, you know, uh, with a Pisces moon, Libra rising. Um, I'm an eight life path, you know, um, with a nine, you know, ultimate goal, maturity number, you know, it's a little fuzzy now. Um, I'm very much like an orange and a yellow. You know, that's the initiation of truth is realizing, I mean, well, you know, part of what's coming through here is how do you recognize it? So again, do you see it? Do you know it? You know, I know, and this is what I was saying before, you know, I know when I sit with someone and they introduce me to my animal allies or they tell me what my aura colors are, or they tell me, you know, this is what being a Leo son means. I know when it's like, true in my spirit. You know, I know when it's true. I feel it, you know? Um, and so truth is like, again, it can be translated into infinite languages, infinite dimensions. 
Um, and I feel like the more open we are to that, there's just so much more wisdom to be gained, you know, in understanding even just the simple practice of understanding that, you know, because there are so many different ways of observing creation, there's so many different ways of translating truth in the first place. Um, and then really paying attention to the truth that you want to communicate, you know, how do you want to, you know, share your truth, you know? Um, so it's worth mentioning. So on this, the first journey, I met Badger and Jaguar, um, and they kind of overlap a bit. You know, this is mostly focused on Badger, but um, they're kind of opposites in a way because Badger is a lot about communication, storytelling, and then Jaguar is actually a lot about listening. That's the divine feminine side, and that's, you know, for next time. Um, what was I going to say, though? Oh, yes. So in the journey, you know, it's like, so the way she does it, they're so beautiful um, so well-crafted and so thoughtful. Um, she'll introduce your spirit allies and then, you know, talk about some other, you know, key themes and notes. And one of them was to play around and like explore archetypes, you know? And so the interesting thing about this is I actually got this archetypes deck, um, in the day it came out. So that was October 15th of 2019. And then I got this first reading healing in 2020. And when she said, oh, you should really play around with archetypes. I was like, hmm, mm hmm, um, synchronous. I felt a lot of like synchronicity and alignment there. Um, so again, Aletheia is not about just truth in general, but like, how do you really understand truth? How do you receive truth? Like, how do you communicate truth? And for me, a lot of that has to do with archetypes and understanding, again, this is how we are all connected, you know? Um, this is, you know, how we can understand each other, you know? Um, so archetypes are really connected to truth to me just in terms of they really helped me to understand, you know, how I'm connected to my partner, how I'm connected to my mom, my dad, my sister, um, my friends, you know, how I'm really connected to, you know, that person over there that I don't really know very well. You know, I'm thinking like my neighbors, you know, um, that to me, so that's what I mean by you kind of have to find, and like the archetypes aren't for everybody. You know, um, the archetype, I mean, archetypes have been around for forever, but this deck hasn't, you know? And so it's not the, that's what I'm saying. You know, truth is timeless. You know, I believe that archetypes are timeless. Um, this deck though, didn't necessarily come into fruition until, you know, October of 2019, you know? So there's so many different ways, you know, to connect to truth. You know, this isn't the only way because then that would be saying, well, Nobody knew truth until this deck came out or nobody knew truth until like astrology became a thing or nobody knew the truth until blah, blah, blah. When truth has always been around, timeless, remember? Um, so that is a part of Badger's medicine is communication, storytelling, and truth. And so people who have Badger as an ally also have the capacity to perceive with great accuracy and truth, you know? Um, and again, you got to find your own way different you have to find kind of your own way of doing that and understanding that and connecting to that. So for me, it's a knowing, it's a feeling, it's a, you know, something that I hear, um, has a lot to do with the archetypes. Um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of medicine, you know, throughout this journey in particular that does have to do with, you know, archetypes in terms of discovering, you know, different powers and gifts and allowing you to embrace duality um, in a way that is very like healing and, you know, in a way that's just like very helpful, um, just in terms of understanding other people. And again, the truth that we are all ultimately connected. So that's Aletheia truth. Then we have the fault line. 
And the fault line is kind of like uh, rattling a little bit. Um, its light expression has a lot to do with, you know, redefining reality. And so here, you know, Badger's medicine is connected to this archetype in just think, okay, non-traditional storytelling. So I told you Badger's main medicine has a lot to do with communication, storytelling, um, and the fault line brings in this energy of, but remember, there's so many different ways to tell stories, you know? So, I mean, for me, communication, storytelling, that does have a lot to do with speaking. You know, it has, it's a lot of throat chakra energy. And that's something I've been, you know, told over and over and over again. You know, from the first reading that I ever received, um, one was like, throat chakra. That's like your power center, you know? So for me, it has a lot to do with speaking and writing. I was just telling my partner last night, I can't draw. I can't draw at all. Um, Turns out he can draw. He still owes me like, you know, drawing of like a flower or something, you know? I don't know. We said we would have a competition, you know, on how to like, like who could draw his cat the best. He's definitely going to win that, you know? I, I really can't draw. So the point is, you know, rethinking storytelling in terms of, you know, redefining reality. There are a lot of visual storytellers, you know, painters, drawers, you know, artists in that way. Um, Movies like television, those acting that, you know, that's all also a form of storytelling. You know, there's so many different ways to tell so many multidimensional stories. It's not always what you think it is, you know, and then there's um, even Instagram or something, you know, that's a way of like photography. What am I talking about? Yeah. Photography that's a way of telling stories too. So it's not only like, you know, considering all of the different ways in which you can tell stories, um, but it's also like, how do you use your stories to kind of redefine reality, you know, and to kind of like dip into the unknown a little bit. So for me, archetypes help me to really shift around, you know, the way that I understand reality, you know? Um, So that's like the fault lines energy um, just in terms of badger. And so now we're going to move into the starborn, the orphan and the eternal child. So I found it very interesting that basically this is like the children trio. That's what the sacred child trio. You know, that's what I'm going to call it. Something like that. Um, It's the only aura I've ever read where all three of them have popped up. And I was like, I just, I knew exactly what it meant. I was like, oh, this is perfect because all of them. So a part of this, a part of Badger's medicine is digging beneath the surface of like situations, circumstances, people, etc. You know, Badger's very talented at finding the intended meaning, you know, within a story versus just getting lost, you know, in the details amongst the surface, you know? So it's kind of like, you know, when two people are, let's just say we've got two people, they're like fighting about a frying pan. You know, oh, you didn't clean the frying pan correctly. And it's like, okay, well, I did the best. I don't even know. What would you be arguing about a frying pan for? Okay, it's ridiculous. But anyway, that's kind of the point. You know, if somebody's like, or me and my mom, let's, let's say it was like a personal example. Um, my mom's like super clean. Okay. So, and she loves things like the way that she likes them, you know? Um, which makes sense. She's just super neat, super clean, you know, clutter-free. Um, I'm like clean enough, you know, like, and she would probably argue you're not clean at all. Um, because in comparison to her, there's like, geez, you know, 
Um, and so like we, I remember we had like this argument about like, um, the way that I cleaned the bathtub, the, the problem. Okay. Long story short, the problem was my bathtub just wasn't draining properly. And so when it does, it leaves behind dirt. And like, so you just, it's, it's a little bit more of an effort, you know, to clean, um, not something you want to do every single day, you know, do I really want to break out the bleach every single day to do that? But Hey, that is exactly something my mom would do. All you need to know is, you know, we were arguing about a bathtub, but we weren't arguing about a bathtub, you know, if that makes sense. So that's kind of like badger, you know, it's, um, I mean, in that case we were, you know, we were arguing, you know, about, you know, what it truly means to like be a thoughtful person, you know, um, and to really like take care of yourself and take care of your things, et cetera. You know, she's very much like a Taurus. So I don't know. Um, but that it's just like a great example. I think of when I was like sitting there and I was like listening to her telling me about the bathtub and I was just like, it ain't about the bathtub. Okay. You know, um, that's badger, you know, it's understanding that, you know, when people are talking about one thing, And this is also why I really love the archetypes, because again, archetypes are all about like core, you know, what's happening at the core here Um, and really getting down to, yeah, what's like the core energy of the situation and then how is it manifesting on the surface? So, I mean, in that case, I didn't do like an aura reading for that. I didn't pull a card, so I don't really know, you know, it could have been anything. Um, And sometimes that's why I love pulling cards, because it can really surprise you. You know, you know, you might think like, oh, it's this archetype, but then it's like, No, like when, so I think whenever you pull cards, um, creation's showing you, you know, how it is that you can really access love in that situation. There's a bunch of different things the archetypes can be used for. And also just like, what's really going on? And that's what I love. You know, the archetypes really provide this clear cut clarity, you know, as to what's going on on like a soul level, you know, because I, I'm like a no BS kind of person. I don't want to talk about nonsense, you know, I'm very much like, and, but this is not how people are. And this is like the beautiful part about Badger is that like Badger and Jaguar have very complementing powers. I mean, I think the reason Jaguar is coming up is because um, there is some Jaguar energy, you know, in Badger's aura. And there's actually some Badger energy in Jaguar's aura too, um, that we're going to talk about on the next episode. But again, they're very, um, They have a lot of complementing powers. You know, they're very dualistic in nature. Like I said, Badger is a lot about communication. Um, Jaguar in a nutshell is listening, you know, but then again, listening makes you a better communicator Um, and learning how you communicate truth also makes you a better, better listener in some ways. So they really do go hand in hand. Um, Anyway, but yes, the starborn, the orphan and the eternal child showing up. You know, so again, the medicine of finding the intended meaning of a story versus getting lost, you know, in the details that are like on the surface. Yeah, I really I don't like that. You know, I don't, I, I really get frustrated sometimes. You know, we all have like ways of getting frustrated when people are talking about one thing. And I'm like, this just isn't about that. You know, so stop. You know, I'm very much like, you know, I'm like making a motion like with my hands, like let's get to the bottom of like what's really going on here so we can really just heal and move on, you know? Um, and it's it's so interesting because that's something that's always been very, like very much with me, you know? And that's the beautiful part, you know, for me of really reconnecting to my spirit allies and just reconnecting to 
you know, everything that has always been innate to me from a very young age. Whenever I saw two people talking, I was like, you're not talking about that. Like, not really. You know, that's not what's really going on here. Um, that's not the important part. So, you know, why are you talking about like who didn't bring home the laundry or bring home the pizza and why didn't you do the laundry? It's like, it's not about pizza and it's not about laundry, you know? Um, so I really loved that, like the sacred, like divine chill. Oh, well, that's like fun. The divine children trio showed up, you know, in this, you know, collection of energy um, because, there's a lot, there's a lot out there about like inner child healing and like looking, you know, about, um, yeah, just like looking at kind of like your inner child to like get to the root of situations. Um, so that story just really aligns here. Um, but we have three different, so like, let's just say we have the divine child and there's three different dimensions of the divine child. So there's the orphan, um, there's the starborn and the eternal child, but we will start with the starborn. So the starborn is like, you so like let's use the astrology metaphor it's kind of like what did you come in um to this earth like what are your gifts what are your passions what are your missions you know those like energetics so um that's kind of like saying i i do love that language by the way the language of the soul and like the soul mission it's so much fun you know um so i could say that you know like from my very first reading you know um the story, and this is where stories are so powerful and expansive because, you know, that woman, she really opened me up to just, well, she opened me up to a lot of things because that was like my first reading ever. Yes, ever. Um, first like mystical reading ever. Um, but basically she was telling me a lot about my soul's disposition, um, which, you know, she told me a lot about the throat chakra, a lot about my spirit guides. Um, and a lot of just different things about this soul that I, it was a while ago. So I'm like blanking on now. Um, a lot about my past lives or my parallel lives, um, et cetera, et cetera. That's kind of like the starborn. It's like, what multidimensional gifts do you come in with? Or like, you could say, you know, I'm a Leo sun. So I have this gift. I'm a Pisces moon. So I'm like really into like this, like archetypes and like auras and like, um, animal allies stuff, you know, it's kind of like the energies that you're born with, the gifts that you are born with, you know, really returning to, it's like you as an expression of creation, you know, what does that look like? What is that? Like, what is, it's like your soul, you know? Um, so that's the starborn. And then the orphan, the orphan is like the wounded child. You know, so let, let's just, the Starborn's a little bit more mystical. The Orphan's a little bit more grounded, you know? So think about the Starborn. It's kind of like a spirit baby. You know, it's like you before you land Earthside. Um, and then, you know, we're kind of continuing the journey. You know, let, now you're like, you've come through, you know, the birth channel. You're, you know, Earthside now. Um, and so we all have the orphan. So we all have like inner child wounds and we all decide what we do with them, right? And how we interact with them. That's the more important part, you know? Um, I was listening to this wonderful podcast um, that was focused specifically on like inner child wounding, trauma. Um, gee, wow. Okay, I was that, wow. That podcast was incredible um, because those two people had quite the backstory, you know, when like you think about your own like inner child wounding and like patterning and then you hear somebody else's and you're just blown out of the water, not in like a sense of like it's a competition, like oh, mine is so much worse than yours or Jesus, 
yours is, you know, so much worse than mine. I mean, that was my thought, though. I was like, um, like blinking, like, wow, you know, like that. I'm like, hmm, could have been worse. Um, But the point is, I mean, those two were such brilliant speakers, brilliant healers, et cetera. Um, but the point is not like this is better, this is worse, et cetera. It's the medicine you need to do whatever it is that you need to do on this earth. So, and, you know, and that's all like perspective, you know, and that's where it gets kind of tricky because, you know, I've been through some, you know, unfavorable stuff in my lifetime where if I told you about it, I could, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. I mean, because some people don't like that because it is a little spiritually bypassy, um, just to say, well, oh, well, that's what you needed to, you know, get to where you are now. And, you know, that's like the gift that blah, blah, blah. Um, No. Okay. Let me preface this by saying, you know, whatever it is I experienced, not just as like a child, but like throughout my life, um, it was difficult. Um, It was traumatic. And um, it took some love and some energy just, you know, to heal. And like, but that taught me a lot, you know? So just want you to know it's not rooted in spiritual bypass. It's just not something it would take. Like I literally talked about it for five hours once when I was just like talking, praying and like healing it within myself. So can't spend five hours here talking about that. Um, But that's the wounded child again is, you know, not necessarily staying in a wounded place. Uh, Okay. You know what? It's actually worth mentioning Um, the wounded child appears as like silver. So silver is the color of like protection. You know, it's like, it's basically a reminder, um, that, you know, you were always loved and protected by, you know, love in whatever way that you choose to observe love and creation. So you could say, you know, I'm always loved and protected by God. I'm always loved and protected by my spirit allies. I'm always loved and protected by my ancestors. You know, I'm always loved and protected by my angels. You get the idea. Um, That's very much silver. And so the way the wounded child, it's kind of like all, and so this is where I I love um, silver as a color um, silver and the wounded child, it's a, it is a real opportunity, but not through spiritual bypass. I'm going to emphasize this. Um, you don't really gain the wisdom and the gifts from those inner child wounds by just being like, oh, it all happens for a reason. No, you know, that's not how you really obtain, you know, the strong, thoughtful, profound medicine. You know, you gain that by leaning in you know, leading into, you know, whatever it is felt, you know, really painful or uncomfortable and then learning to love and accept it. You know, that's how you learn to do that for other people as well. And to hold space for it within yourself is to hold space for it, you know, within the collective. So I think that's just worth mentioning, um, there. Um, yes. So that's, so the starboard and the orphan. So again, the overall medicine of really digging beneath the surface of situations, circumstances, people, and just really understanding what's going on. Um, Because that's what happens to me. You know, whenever I'm like in a conversation, I've learned how to like, you know, streamline this and really understand it. Um, I would just sit there like sometimes with my friends, you know, when I was first learning about Badger um, and becoming aware of Badger's medicine, I would like sit in conversations I still do. And like people are talking, but I'm just receiving all of these like visions and downloads, like inner visions, inner knowings of like, well, they're not really talking about rent 
or like they're not really talking about blah, blah, blah. They're talking about this. You know, they're speaking from these archetypes. You know, their souls are communicating um, in different ways. Like these archetypes within them are communicating. Um, and then there's also the med- this very simple medicine of like sometimes people are just communicating from their wounded child, you know? Um, some people are just communicating from their inner child, which is the eternal child. So I do love that this deck did separate the orphan from the eternal child, um, which is to say it separated the wounded child from the inner child, because those are very different, you know, within the language of this deck. So the eternal child is the inner child. It's like our magic. It's like our acceptedness, acceptance, whatever. The part of us that just like accepts everything, you know, it's the magical side of us. Um, it's the part of us that doesn't like limit ourselves. You know, it's like infinite possibilities. You know, it's a very beautiful card. Um, the eternal child is orange. Right? Mm. I don't know why I hesitated. It's literally right there in front of me. The eternal child is orange. Orange is a lot about creativity, co-creation, creation in general. Um, it's very, that's my main aura color. It's a very vibrant, uh, you know, if I do say so myself, um, very magical energy. You know, that's what you think of when you think of the eternal child. It's like the mat is very spirited, you know? Um, and so that's when people, when people refer to, you know, going back to what lit you up as like a kid, I think of the inner child. So that's why the orphan, the inner child, um, also again, very different from the starborn. So the starborn is very much again, before you're on earth, you know, it's kind of like before and right. It's like the energetic um, gifts that you receive, you know, before you land Earthside. It's the energetic gifts that you're born with, you know, starborn. Um, and then again, the orphan, the inner child, or the wounded child, sorry. Um, yes, the orphan, the wounded child, and then the eternal child, the inner child. Those are all different ways of really digging deep into a person, you know? This, like, people just fascinate me. People, relationships fascinate me. So that's probably why I'm using that so much as an example. Um, but yes, so understanding, you know, somebody energetically, the starborn, you know, understanding. So understanding what's really going on underneath, understanding somebody's energetic gifts. So that could be like from numerology, astrology, you know, everything I mentioned before. And then there's the orphan, you know, understanding, you know, somebody's history, you know, under like really taking a deep dive into you know, maybe their relationship with their parents, you know, what did they pick up along the way, you know, and that kind of, in that respect, that's like the wounded child. And then the inner child, again, more third dimensional, but like what genuinely lights them up, you know, what, you know, brings out this like loving, accepting, you know, magical spirited aspect of self. Those are really all three ways of getting underneath the surface, you know, so that's that medicine from Badger. And then we have the king and the king is like, okay, so it's worth mentioning that there's like different, um, there's different layers to this. So Aletheia and the fault line, that's like my personal activation there, you know? So Badger activates a lot, you know, for me personally, in terms of, you know, really getting to know, um, and going through the initiation of truth, you know, what does that mean? Using that to redefine reality, non-traditional storytelling as a means to, you know, express multidimensional truth, et cetera. And then Badger shares a lot of medicine, you know, with respect to, you know, my relationship with creation, with the starborn and the orphan, you know, in particular. So this makes a lot of sense to me because Badger, again, 
Badger and Jaguar both speak to my soul's disposition. So remember when I was saying, you know, Starborn, the Starborn is a lot about, you know, our energetic gifts, you know? What do we come, you know, what do we come in with? So for me, the Starborn can be described as, again, Leo, Sun, Pisces, Moon, Libra, Rising, et cetera, et cetera, Life Path 8, Maturity number nine. Um, what else is there? There's a lot else. Or it could be described as badger and jaguar, you know? So badger shares a lot of medicine, again, not only about digging beneath the surface, but like just like my soul gifts in general and what it means to really lean into what is really natural to you and what you came to this earth with. So there's the soul gifts of like communication and storytelling. Um, and also there's like light and shadow to every gift, you know? So the light is like, you know, listening as a means of better communication and storytelling and balancing it. And the shadows are being like dogmatic, you know, thinking that you're always right, you know, hating being wrong um, and being like argumentative, right? Argumentative. Yeah. Like those are the shadows. So it not only teaches. So the star barn kind of comes in twofold um, in terms of, again, learning how to really understand people underneath the surface. Um but also just in terms of what it means, you know, to have a spirit ally that really speaks to your soul's disposition, you know, and what it really means to lean into your most natural gifts. Back to the king. So people with badger, um, very independent, self-reliant, bold, um, tend to like lean into like leadership, you know, and that's also very interesting for me because you know, for me, when I was a kid, I was so shy, okay? I was like, I don't want any attention, right? It doesn't make sense, Leo, right? Um, but I had to, like, learn how to, like, really grow into myself. And I'm still doing that, by the way. Um, but, yeah, so, like, and so that's what's interesting, too, because, you know, even though, like, the Starborn, right, these gifts, these dimensions of Badger's medicine are very innate to me, um, there are also things that you can, like, it's not only you know, where you are now, but we can grow into later, you know? So like, um, Badger does have a lot to do with like leadership, um, and people like being in leadership positions, you know, typically for me, that's not something I was always comfortable with. So that's just to say that, you know, that's something I experienced down the road. It might be something I do experience in some respects now. Like for me, the way that I understand that now is like, you know, for example, when people tell me stuff, I don't take like I take everything with a grain of salt. I'm like, I'm going to do my own investigation. You know, um, like you can't tell me anything. I'm just going to blindly follow you, you know, or you can't tell me anything. I'm just going to blindly be like, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, that's never been the kind of person I am. So that is to say that the themes of like leadership, you know, independence, you know, those can manifest in a lot of different ways at different points in your life, you know, Um so again, that's like the light side, you know, the king, very, yeah, leadership, independence, you know, someone who is very self-reliant, you know, I am. But in that journey, actually, you know, she shared with me, you know, making sure that like you're not overly independent and self-reliant, you know, because that's not great either. And, you know, I have fallen on the shadow side of that. You know, I'm learning a lot about that actually in my partnership right now, you know, because I've always been an independent person. I've always been the kind of person, like in high school, I, I was like a little bit of late bloomer in this respect, but like my friends would have described me as like somebody who just does not need like a person. And that was true. You know, I was not thinking about like dating in high school. 
um, wasn't mature enough, you know, for it, I would say by any means, I was like, that is just not something I need in my life. And I realized, you know, up until about last year, when I imagined like having children, I imagined me. I didn't really imagine a person. I was just like, I imagined me with my kids, you know, but I didn't imagine like, and of course, you know, for me, like I want to be in a relationship. I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to do all that great stuff. I just found it so interesting that I did not imagine a person. That That's just something that I always just like found rather interesting about that whole like, you know, vision um, in general. Um, but I'm learning a lot about that right now, you know, because independence and self-reliance are great, but they can also become a form of poison really quickly um, if you don't understand that, you know, at the end of the day, we're all here to like collaborate. You know, we're all here to co-create with one another, you know? Um, so the king is actually magenta. Magenta has a lot to do with like new love. Um, I I understand it as just like unconditional love in general, you know? Um, so I found, I've always found it interesting that that's like the king, but uh, here's um, why. And we're going to like get into that. Um, but yes, the shadow of all of that is being, yeah, again, dogmatic, um, you know, thinking that you're always right, being aggressive, sharp or wordy with your words, um, being unapologetic in a forceful way, because being unapologetic is great. Um, but I have experienced a shadow where I have been unapologetic, probably not in the most graceful way, you know, um, but anyway, so back to like, so when we think of like the king, we again, these are all archetypes, but we when we think of the king, we do think of like leaders. And so the um, she pointed out that self-discovery um, and really understanding the self on a deep level, possibly through archetypes, just because that was a specific medicine on the journey is essential in leadership. You know, the more that you know about yourself, the more that you know about others, you know, so. Um, that's the king. And again, magenta is for me, unconditional love. Um, you know, so like all new love comes from unconditional love in the first place. And so for me, the more you lean into unconditional love within yourself, um, the more that you can lean into the unconditional love that others have to offer to, you know? Um, and so I think that like brings like this, like sweetness to the king that like, I would not have considered before. And that's what I was saying earlier about like the colors adding just like another dimension, another layer of understanding, you know, um, because it's a little different. You know, I could interpret I feel like I could have interpreted the king in a bunch of different ways. But knowing that the king appears as magenta, I'm like, oh, it has like a softer, sweeter, like loving side that I think the king needed to like round it out, you know, so it doesn't fall into its shadow. All right. So now we have the animal. And so a part of badger's medicine, so badgers are like very close to the earth, you know? And so, yeah, I haven't always been the most grounded person. And I feel like I might've mentioned this before somewhere um, at some point, but a part of the reason is because I didn't really under, oh, maybe it was during um, the one I did about the shapeshifter recently and the color red, because the color red has always been a color that I've been a little bit resistant to, I would say, um, that I felt like I just didn't really understand. Um, but that's because, you know, again, everybody has their own way of connecting to creation. Everybody has their own way of observing creation, relating to creation. Everybody has their own way of grounding too, you know? So I see a lot of red in my aura 
when I'm like outside and just like going for a walk and I'm just no podcasts, no music, nothing. I just close my eyes and I'm like, oh, red, you know. Um, but what was I going to say? Yeah. So that's why I like the animal. When I saw that, I was like, of course. Um, and when I knew badger was connected to grounding, I was like, of course. Um, because grounding is something that in my mind, my ego was like, I feel like I'm never grounded. You know, I'm so like up in my mind, like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so part one of this is you have to find your own relationship with grounding. You have to understand grounding for yourself. And what does that really mean? Um, so badger's medicine here is, you know, you have to really like connecting to your body is really important. Connecting to nature is really important. Nature, nature, spirits. That's a part of it. And then also a part of Badger's medicine is like when you are, you know, telling stories, care for the stories as if they were a living life, you know, um, just deliver them with like gentleness and humbleness um, and like, yeah, just as if they're living, you know, and as if they are alive with love themselves, you know, and so that taught me a lot about just like being a space holder for stories and just like, like you're kind of like the vehicle, you know, for those stories to come through. And like the way that I connect to like nature and the way that I really ground is through stories, you know, um, all forms of nature have stories to tell, you know, so it's not just my animal allies, um, like plants, you know, so like essential oils, if you're familiar with essential oils, you know, um, which I'm really, I'm not an expert whatsoever, but what I can say from my extremely, you know, limited knowledge is that, you know, yes, they have like a certain smell, et cetera, but they also have like a certain vibration and a certain story to tell. So like right now, Jasmine, I'm going to tell you all about Jasmine on another episode. Um, I'm spending a lot of time with Jasmine. I've always loved Jasmine tea, which I find interesting because again, Sometimes your allies just find you. I'm sure I'll talk about this on hummingbirds, but I remember the first time I saw a hummingbird and like the timing, or it might have not have been the first time, but like the first time I remember, you know what I mean? Um, but yes, like Jasmine, you know, I was first introduced to Jasmine probably around the same time I saw a hummingbird. Maybe. That might've been a couple of years later, actually. Um, but I remember the first time I... Like, it was introduced to Jasmine. Oh, you know what? I'll tell the story a different time. No, whatever. Okay, so I was in a tea house in San Francisco. I ordered, I was like, you know, I really want to try, like, white peony tea. It was my first time, like, trying any real tea. And then the guy was like, no, no, no. Uh-uh. You need Jasmine. Don't get any of this other craziness. Just get some Jasmine tea. And I loved it, okay? Um, But yeah, that's all my way of saying that, like, I don't even know if I've seen a badger before. Maybe, maybe not. Um... But you kind of just meet, you know, sometimes you just meet your allies, you know, in like this third dimensional plane on this third dimensional plane. Um, And everything has a story to tell. Jasmine has a story to tell. Jasmine's very connected to the divine feminine. Um, I started drinking it as a tea and then I got the essential oil um, and I work with both of those. Badgers have stories to tell. Jaguars have stories to tell. Storks. Um, What other animals are there? Why can't it deer? Okay, there's a lot of deer, you know, where I live. Um, what else? Um, parrots, you know, okay, like all kinds of flowers. I love flowers, peonies, um, lotuses, water lilies, 
daisies. Okay, now I'm just rattling off flowers. They all have stories to tell. Orchids, okay, yeah. So that's like for me, grounding, a part of grounding and like being connected to nature is understanding that every single thing that you like that possibly exists has a story, you know, and is a story. And like, that's how we're all like connected in a very special way, you know? So I am like, I am nature too, you know, that's something I've like been, you know, recently reconnecting to is, you know, my body is the earth and, you know, my blood is the water and, you know, the fire is my spirit and the wind is my breath. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. Um, like there's that approach, but for me, I'm like, what's natural and this is where indigo comes in because the animal appears as indigo. Indigo is like the visionary, like the change maker, you know? Um, it's also a little bit of like a humanitarian energy too, but it's very much like revolutionizing, you know? So for me, ooh. Yeah, I had I did like a lot of like, you know, revolutionizing just in my own way of what does nature really mean to me? And that's a part of Badger's energy, you know, finding my own way of grounding, finding my own way of connecting to my body, nature, nature spirits. Um, and that does have a lot to do with communication and storytelling. So like for me, you know, the way that I've like, I've seen how much like Jasmine, for example, you know, really connecting with the tea, the oil has like impacted my storytelling, you know? Um, so I'm sure there's like a little bit more to explore there. But for now, let's go on to the comic. So the comic, so this energy actually came in later. So on Hummingbird's uh, journey, the third journey, Badger did come through because turns out Badger actually does have a lot to do with like um, career and what I like to say is like outward expression. Divine masculine, right? So um, she reminded me to not overlook overlook the gift of humor within storytelling. So um, the comic is like a fun archetype. Okay, it's violet. Um, it's a very fun archetype, though. So um, violet's a fun color. I mean, it's, it might not seem like fun, fun. It, that's like more of like a orange or like a yellow thing. Um, violet's a lot about channeling and connecting with um, creation. But here's why. So the comic um, is actually a very wise archetype. You know, it knows how to like step back and see things from the greater picture. And from that comes like love and humor. You know, so sometimes like, okay, when I would like, my mom is like such a tea, like her soul is such a teacher to me. Um, she's like a soulmate in like that respect, but in just that her soul has so much, like it has offered me so much and initiated me on such a deep level. When I would like get into my, get into it with my mom back in the day, like sometimes I would just like take a step back and be like, how ridiculous is this? You know, like the bathtub. How ridiculous is it that we're talking about a bathtub right now? You know, like just like some divine humor in there. And that's the comic. You know, it knows like like humor just it disarms people. You know, when people get like too serious, you know what I mean? Because I don't like um, my partner jokes like I'm so goofy and like um, I'm like always smiling, always laughing around him probably because I love him so much. But like that's like my natural that's like my natural nature. You know, I like come across probably as like a really serious person. I'm really not. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say like I could be like a comedian tomorrow. Like definitely not that level of funny, but I'm just like, I'm not very serious, you know? Um, and that's what the comic is. It's like taking a step back, you know, looking at whatever it is. Like if I'm stressing about something, you know, um, 
because sometimes I'm I'm a human, you know, sometimes I stress about certain things. And if that's happening, taking a step back and being like, it is not that serious, you know, whatever it is that you're stressing about. um, It's like it has this like hint of like you're so fortunate as well, you know, so like a hint of like gratitude there, like you're, you know, you have this, you have this, like you have a beautiful partner, you have like wonderful family, you know. Um, such loving, you know, spirit allies, you know, whatever it is that makes you feel like more in touch with like gratitude. Um, that's like a hint of like the comic too, you know, it's not getting mired down in like the small picture and whatever's like going on and like being too serious, you know, taking a step back. That's the comics energy. And um, that's very much connected to anything. Yeah, that's very much connected to Violet um, in general, because that's like key for me in my relationship with creation is like the bigger picture, you know, and there are a couple of cards like that that speak to the bigger picture, but the comic is one of them. All right. So the desert. So the desert, I think I also recently talked about. So what was emphasized throughout the journey is that Badger and Jaguar both need time alone. Okay. And I've always like joked, I'm an introvert. I'm not only an introvert, I'm like a double introvert, you know? So whatever time, like, um, introverts, like, whatever time they're willing to spend with other people, um, I'm like, cut that time in half, you know? Because I'm, I'm just a double introvert, you know? I'm so, I'm very much like, um, anything, like, I love spending time with, like, friends and family, but usually I'm like, I would much rather sit, you know, with myself, you know? Um, and so I thought that tied into the desert really well because the desert is like a time. So the desert's kind of an uncomfortable card. Um, the desert is blue though. So the desert ultimately helps you reconnect to your truth. And for me, that does require a lot of time alone, you know? And so the desert is a little bit uncomfortable. I believe on that episode, I mentioned, you know what? I love the desert. I think the desert is beautiful. You know, I've always wanted to go to the Mojave desert, like Palm Springs, Um, I love the desert, but it is rather uncomfortable. It's hot. Okay. It can be like very, very oppressive. Um, it can be disorienting. That's kind of the, as, um, the energies of the desert in general, um, is being a little bit uncomfortable, but you know, when you are uncomfortable and you feel like you're alone and you feel like, you know, I don't know what to do, realizing that you have more materials, you know, than you think you do to problem solve, you know? Um, And from the desert, you know, comes, you know, clairvoyant visions and unbridled creativity and downloads, you know, all that very great stuff from being alone and reconnecting to your own truth. Um, So that's why I think badger is quite important Um, or this dimension of badger is very important to me. Um, But reconnecting to this dimension of badger is very important. And sometimes I forget, um, again, badger and jaguar on their own both need time alone. And so sometimes for me, honoring that, um, I've learned to honor that more over the years and have some more boundaries with that um, because I don't think people sometimes understand. I just like to be alone a lot, okay? My mom would always joke about that. She's like, like, what are you doing like your cave over there? Because I just, I love being alone. Whether it's like running, I run alone. Okay, I don't run with other people. Like from like, that's my alone time. Hiking, also usually my alone time. Um, you know, whatever the case may be. And so, you know what this also just speaks to is when you kind of learn, and this is like the 
power of this. When you kind of learn that sometimes you just are the way you are, kind of like the starborn, you learn to just honor it more and just, you know, define that boundary, you know? So I've got a lot of friends that are extroverts, you know? They love spending time with other people. And I'm like, hmm, well, I don't quite get that. That's just not who I am, you know? Um, So that's like a part of this medicine as well is like just understanding that, you know, we are who we are in some respects. And like, this doesn't hurt anybody. You know, me being really introverted doesn't hurt anybody. Um, But me not honoring that does hurt me, you know? So I've had to like learn how to balance that um, and balance my needs with the needs of other people. So, all right, now we have the vessel. The vessel is very much tied into Jaguar's energy. And I've kind of touched, you know, on this. Um, A lot of this is about balancing the dual, the like the dual nature of these gifts. Again, speaking and listening, you know? Um, And so I touched upon this earlier, you know, to find this like harmonious balance, you know, when you're like sharing stories, you know, caring for them as if they are a living life, you know? Offering the stories with like this, like tenderness, softness and sensitivity. You know, Jaguar is a lot about timing. So paying attention to the timing um, of stories is also very important. I'm going to talk about that on the next episode more. Um, So I loved seeing this like Jaguar energy tied into Badger because it kind of reminded me that they're, um, they're in separate, you know, they go very, very well together because uh, too much Badger, um, again, bulldozing, you know, being aggressive, you know, not listening, um, that doesn't help anybody. And then on the flip side, too much Jaguar, not communicating your truth. You know, just always listening, but never really expressing yourself. That's not great either. Um, so balancing them both is very, very important. So, and then now we have the healer. So the healer is, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Uh, right. So the healer, I love the healer because it's a lot about, there's a lot of different definitions of healing. And what does that really mean? And the way that I understand healing is just, it's reclaiming, remembering, and returning to, you know, who it is that you are. And a part of Badger's medicine is, you know, remembering, as I briefly touched upon before, being the keeper and teller of stories to remind people of who they are. And that kind of actually ties into the starborn as well. Um, But a lot of that is the healer. You know, the healer isn't, you know, when we talk about healing, when I, the way I understand healing is it's a lot of, it's revealing the love that's already in you, you know? So remember when I was talking about healers earlier and mirrors and how, so this healer in particular was incredibly powerful because she mirrored a lot to me um, in great dimension and like depth of dimension in great detail, okay? Um, and then the other one, um, where I had the aura reading, you know, and I learned I'm like a, I'm a yellow and an orange. And at that time I also had some green in my aura. Um, that was incredibly revealing as well, just in a different way. They both made me feel very seen just in very different ways. Um, and that's the healer's job. You know, that's the healer's like mission is to, you know, see different dimensions of you and remind you of those different dimensions, you know, and the ways in which we can be our own healers. We can be healers for other, we're always healers. We're healers for other people, ourselves, and the collective, you know? We heal 
you know, ourselves by remembering exactly who we are. You know, we heal other people by mirroring to them, you know, who they are as well. And this is why language is so important because this is a lot of Badger's medicine. Um, some people reveal who you are versus in like in terms of astrology. Some people choose numerology. I chose the archetypes and like my understanding of the aura, you know. It doesn't have to be all of that, though. Everybody has a healer within them, remember? So sometimes it's just reminding you, you know, like you're a loving person or like when you see someone acting out of character, just being like, um, this just isn't who you are. You know, so like my partner and I, we both have the healer in our main auras, you know, as a main archetype in our auras. So for me, this ties into Badger really well um, because storytelling helps me remind myself of who I am and who other people really are underneath, you know, and he has the same thing. He just does it in a very different way. He is not into tarot. I give him a deck of tarot cards. I don't know if he uses them or maybe he is and I just haven't checked in yet. Um, but. You know, he doesn't necessarily use any of those. He just uses like he he uses his words in a very just simple, very grounded way, you know, to just remind people of like, this is what's going on. You know, it's it's so much more simple than you think. And he has a very clear cut way of like um, engaging in that process and in that interaction. Um, but that's the healer in Badger is, again, Remind the point of the stories is to remind people of who they are, remind people of the innate love within them. You know, whenever I'm talking to him, I'm like, because I like, and I feel like sometimes people just need the reminder because we get so stuck in our own heads. You know, whenever I'm really feeling it, I'm like, you're such like a kind hearted, open, vulnerable, you know, authentic, passionate, beautiful, nurturing, nourishing person to be around. You know, you are so kind-hearted, so generous. I don't know if I said that already. Um, Sometimes, like, in that very grounded way, that's a way of reminding people who they are, too. I don't need to tell them that he's, like, the healer and the offering or, like, whatever. You know, you can do anything with that. You know, you can use so much to remind people that they are inherently unconditional love, that they are inherently God underneath, that they are inherently um, anything that you want, you know? Um, And finally, we have the shapeshifter. So there's so much medicine in here about story. But again, now we're kind of focusing on the purpose of story. You know, so we have the healer reminding people of who they really are. That's one purpose. And then the other is to, you know, again, lean. Part of Badger's medicine is leaning into stories to build a common ground with other people. You know, it allows you to be more empathic, you know, so not only there's a lot of layers here, but the archetypes also allow me to really understand the emotions underneath, you know, stories, you know, I think of the, um, the archetypes actually as like 78 different, you know, like degrees on this spectrum of spirit emotion, you know, um, because I feel the archetypes. So it's like, it's weird. I, I don't know how to explain this, but I can like feel when someone's a healer, you know, um, I can feel the box within someone. I can feel the vision within someone, you know, in my sister, I could feel the mystic. I could feel gnosis, you know, um, within my mom, I could feel the self. I could feel the sword. So that's why like I, and that's because and again, it's like very much the clairsentience thing, you know, I'm a very much a clear feeler. So I can just really feel the archetypes. So, I mean, again, don't think about it too much, but, um, or think about it if you want to, but, 
Um, yeah, so the shapeshifter. All of these, you know, storytelling is really a way to just like, again, build a bridge between you and another person. You know, sharing a bit about yourself, sharing whatever it is. Um, it's all about building that connection, but again, through empathy, you know, and understanding the emotions underneath. You know, we talked a lot about um, understanding people underneath with the starborn and the orphan and the eternal child. This is a little bit um, echoing that medicine as well. Um, but the shapeshifter brings a different flavor. So the shapeshifter is red. Um, and so it's interesting because, you know what it reminds me? It reminds me of like empaths a little bit. You know, people that can quite literally feel other people's emotions as your own. You know, my partner's an empath. I've met so many empaths. Um, but, ooh, maybe the shapeshifter is like the empath. Hmm. Oh, okay. Anyway, um... Yeah, so the shapeshifter in this context seems to, like, resemble the empath a little bit. Um, but here's the thing. People become, like, very dysfunctional empaths when they have no discernment. You know, they have no discernment between, you know, what's their emotion. Um, and this relates back to truth a little bit, too. Um, what is truly their emotion and what belongs to them and what isn't? And so that's where the color red comes in. And we, a part of the red family is the flame. Um, there's a lot in the red. There's the gem too. Um, but a lot of the red fa family is connected to understanding your identity, you know, and really knowing who it is that you are um, before you focus on like other people. So, you know, as like you kind of embody, you know, your own empathic nature, remembering who you are at the core is important to just like kind of balance out that medicine, you know, because the light is being like empathic and compassionate and understanding, you know, so when you're receiving and you're sharing stories, again, you're understanding that emotional, uh, that emotional dimension in great detail, um, but not getting lost in the sauce, you know, and not getting lost in like, well, wait a minute, is that mine? Is that theirs? I don't even know because I had no boundaries, you know? Um, so that's the shapeshifter. You know, if you're going to engage with like that shapeshifter, like empathic energy, um, understanding that that's wonderful, you know, to be able to really embody others emotions and like understand them, but also with like boundaries and understanding who it is that you are and your emotions and having some discernment between the two. So that actually ends our introduction to Badger's Medicine. Um, I can't wait to record the rest of them. I have seven more to go. I really, really enjoyed this because, again, sometimes you just kind of need to return to, you know, what it is that you innately know, you know? Um, returning to what is so natural to us allows us to really channel and to really expand, you know? Because, again, learning is great, okay? I'm like a yellow. Yellow is like a loving, you know, learning, um, researching, etc. Um, very, very curious. Um, and all of that is wonderful, but there's only so much that you can learn from books. You know, there's something to be said about tapping into the infinite cosmic wisdom of the universe, of God, of creation, of unconditional love. Um, and that's just what I'm returning to, you know, is the fact that, you know, we all come in different bodies with different experiences, different histories, you know, different aura colors, you know, different star signs, et cetera, um, and different missions, you know, that it is that we want to fulfill on this earth. 
But none of that changes your inherent relationship and connection to God, unconditional love, source, spirit, creation in the first place. You know, we all have that direct connection. We all have that ability to build on upon that connection. And so for me, like I said in the very beginning, spirit guides, allies of any kind, those are just dimensions of spirit. Those are just dimensions of God, creation, guiding you in the language, giving you the medicine that you need. So I view, you know, and we all have that as well. You know, when I'm communicating with my mom, I'm communicating with a dimension of spirit. When I'm communicating with Badger, I'm communicating with a dimension of spirit. Um, we are all connected in that very special and very sacred way. So I'm excited to introduce you to the rest of my spirit family. But to close this episode, um, we're going to do it the same way that we opened it. So I'm going to close my eyes. Thank my spirit guides for guiding me. That's how I like to do it. Um, you can, you know, reflect on your intentions. If you need more time, just hit the pause button. I'm so used to doing this, you know, rather quickly. Um, and then we will finish out the episode. Okay, perfect. So next time we're going to be talking about Jaguar. I mentioned Jaguar a little bit before, so I'm so intri- I'm really excited to introduce her because I didn't really talk about this too much, but there's so much medicine. Again, Badger's really my divine masculine, you know? So, and the way that I understand the divine masculine and feminine is divine masculine is how you give love and divine feminine is how you receive love. So, The divine masculine is how you express love and the divine feminine is how you receive it or yeah, um, yeah, receive it. Or maybe I said that twice. I'm not really sure. And I was actually thinking about that this morning, you know, how we are all so different. This kind of aligns with like the love language, um, like the theory of uh, love languages, you know, that very famous book about how we all give and receive love in different ways. You know, we have all the divine masculine and feminine side. Um, And yeah, my way of giving love has a lot to do with speaking and communication. And so my way of sharing, expressing love, a lot of storytelling, right? Um, But my way of receiving it is through deep listening. And that is what we are going to be talking about next time. Thank you so much for, you know, choosing to share space with me. I will talk to you soon.